Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Damien. And I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Well, this is an exciting day because we've reached the end of the year, the end of 2023. Yet again. Yeah, it always happens, though maybe we shouldn't take that for granted. Um, and so like our previous two years, this is, wow, we're on year number three. Mm-hmm. Um, wrapping to, it up. Wrapping it up. We've got a special episode today where we're going to reflect on the year that we've spent doing this amazing podcast. So we're going to talk about some of our top moments or, or highlights that we've had throughout the year. And like previous years, this can be based on something meaningful that we brought to the table or something that happened both either in front of the mic or behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we each prepared a list of five moments that stood out to us individually so we could discuss them together. Yes. We haven't shared them with each other, so no. we may have some overlap. But it's been a really nice reflective exercise to think about all the work we've put in this year and all we've learned and all of the stuff that's happened this year right here on Interdependent Study. Yeah, I'm always, I love this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love this episode. I'm so excited about this. I was putting my list together yesterday and I was like, we've done a lot of great things this year. We have. So, um, you know, this is always just a really great way to look back on all the things we've learned, all the conversations we've had all of the amazing work we've done to go into making this thing podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So why don't you start with your number five, right? And then we'll go back and forth and see where that takes us. Sounds good. All right. All right. So my number five is Freedom Papers. Ah, yes. Because we brought that for an episode. Yes. So that's a resource from a radical organization, the Dream Defenders, that I have admired for a while now. Yes. And so that's that's what I'm bringing for number five right here on my list. And this, I'm bringing it because it's visionary. Yes. It gives us insight into what the world should be while being grounded in the world we have now. And I think anytime we get to learn from something like that, that's visionary, it helps us become more imaginative, more thoughtful about what we have and what we could have. It helps us to come up with our own and our own, I mean us here, freedom dreams, which feels necessary as we are constantly talking about where we can go for collective liberation. And we take in so much information and analysis sitting here as we get ready for these things each week. Yep. Uh, that these kinds of resources that are grounded in a vision from an organization, I think guide us to come up with more of our own vision based on what it is we're learning and unlearning here. It helps us craft our own analysis as we think about how we add our own analysis each week to the things that we're learning. And so I just really appreciated the Freedom Papers and the vision that they set out and the way that they did it in both text and audio, video format. I just thought it was really great and I learned a lot from it. And both things that I can tangibly say, like freedom of movement and those kind of things, but also the, the things that are intangible in terms of seeing how people, how an organization is applying their theory to a vision yes. of the future. Yes. The the Freedom Papers were amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually really glad you brought those up. I can't remember if we had talked about anything from Dream Defenders before this in such depth. Um, um, I know we had brought them yeah, up before referenced and them. referenced them. But one of the things I recall being so powerful was just this idea of them naming the Freedom Papers as our new North Star. Right? Yeah. And I thought that was so powerful and, and such a just a beautiful way to capture 
what this resource was for, mm-hmm. for people. That was a really good one. Yeah. And I think you brought that to the table. So kudos uh, yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So that's your number five, which means number five. now it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. My number five. Um, all right. Are you ready for this? My number five is going to be really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about it though, because it was, uh, it's incredible, I think. So this yeah. sounds Gouda. Let's hear it. Oh, here we are. Cheesy Gouda. Everybody, welcome to my world. This, so this was our third year in our third, our full third year, year on the yeah. podcast. Unbelievable. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm trying to have a moment here. Yeah. Um, so during our third year of this podcast, we released our 100th episode yeah, of Interdependent Studies. It was a right? milestone. Yes, it was a milestone, right? That's a moment because it was a milestone. I think it's important to celebrate milestones. So that's why mm-hmm. I wanted it to be my number five. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, when we first started this podcast, I had no idea where we were going. I had no idea how much this podcast would impact me, how much I would be impacted by it, how invested in it I would become, how much work it was going to take. <laughs> yeah. Week in, week out. Uh, yeah. Week in, week out. But it's been such a wonderful thing that I, that we're, we get to do. I think it's, um, I think it's incredible. I had no idea how much it would bond us and strengthen mm. our friendship. Um, and I'm so, so grateful for that, that the fact that we get to spend week in, week out doing this thing together. But hundred episodes, I think is a really big deal. And so I went back and listened to the episode and I, I and I could kind of picture it in my mind. I think before we started recording, we were talking about it a little bit and we were both really jazzed about it. But then in the recording, you talk about being overwhelmed by the milestone. Um, I don't mm. know if you remember this, but you said, you're like, I'm feeling a little mm. overwhelmed by it. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh, Aaron, uh, mm. <laughs> uh, which I, but I thought that was a wonderful, great way to describe it. One of the other things you brought up, I should also mention. So episode 100, we talked about this amazing book, As Black as Resistance, Finding oh, the Conditions yes, for Liberation. Yeah. So let me name that. And spoiler alert, I might be coming back to that a little mm-hmm. bit later. But so in addition to you talking about feeling a little overwhelmed, which I thought was beautiful, um, you also brought up the amazing fact that at that point we had just reached 5,000 total plays yeah. for the podcast, uh-huh. which was just it's just really dope. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful to everyone who's listening. And that's something to be proud of. I think getting to 100 episodes is something to be proud of. And clearly, this is what, 134. So we've we've blown past 100, but it was just a really important milestone. And so mm-hmm. that's why it's my number five. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I thought about bringing something like that. And I was like, oh, I bet Damien's going to <laughs> I, I left that off my list. But Look at that. It's yeah. Crossing it's that milestone was really cool because, you know, we didn't know. No. When we set out to do this, how, how as you said, how much work it would take uh-huh. uh, and how I think resilient we would be. Yes. I think the amount of time and energy that we've, we've invested in this, it just, I don't know, to a certain extent, it just makes sense to keep going Absolutely. and keep doing it. Yeah. So that's where. Uh, that's sometimes where my firmer mind is like, well, we can't not do it. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's not, I don't, that's not like the, the main driving reason of course. why we're still here doing this. But the milestone is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Cheers to you, my friend. That. I love you. getting to do this with you. Yes. Same. <laughs> um, all right. So my number four. Yes. Moving on to number four. Uh, books. It's what I wrote down. You wrote down I books. Wrote down hey. Books. Uh-huh. Uh, that it, might be. Be my number three. <laughs> okay. Well, you can talk about your number three after I talk about my number four. Yes. So this is one of my favorite things this year was the number of books we read. We got to 10. Yes. Our goal was one a month, but we skipped January and December because they're a little bit shorter on our podcast calendar. Yeah. 
kind of. But I've always enjoyed our book episodes in the past, especially The Will to Change and We Do This Till We Free Us. Yes. So I wanted us to do some more episodes about books because I think they give us so much to talk about. Yes. And there's so much to cover in a book. You know, I really appreciate the articles that we read and the other resources we read and bring and documentaries we watch. But there's just something about reading a book and finding a bunch of great stuff to talk about. Yes. And then get into that here on the show that I think is just great because there's so much that we leave out. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes we're talking about an article that's a few hundred page, few hundred words and... There's a lot, there's, there's stuff for us to talk about of here, course. but we're not stepping on each other's toes usually in a book. And sometimes yeah. that, that's something that we have to think about of what are you talking about here? And what am I talking about here? So yeah, talking about books, bringing 10 books to the table this year, I thought was, was great. It was my, my number four favorite thing about what we did this year. I love that. I thought you might do this, but I was like, no, I'm still going to do it. So for me, it was my number three. And I want to give you 100% of the credit for the idea. Um, and I'm so glad that you did. I think there we read 10 phenomenal books. There yeah. wasn't one that I was like, ah, they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so that for me alone is worthy of a highlight in a moment, but also I appreciate you for having the idea. I really wish when I was thinking about like what I might say for this, I was like, I wish I could talk about all 10 books because they're so phenomenal. But um, what I did was think about a couple of highlights. So of course there was episode 100, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That book was As Black as Resistance, Finding the Conditions for Liberation, which I remember having so much profound wisdom in it from cover to cover. And one of the things I did was I went back and looked at the book and I'm still moved by this quote from the first chapter. The quote was, the black American condition today is an evolved condition directly connected to the history of slavery. And that will continue to be the case as long as the United States remains an ongoing settler project. Nothing short of a complete dismantling of the American state as it presently exists can or will disrupt this, mm. right? That's such a good quote. I'm thinking about the connections to our most recent episodes where we talked about abolition and the state. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many great connections to, you know, this book and, and a lot of our books to some of the other content uh, that we brought. And I think you're spot on this idea that it's just more content for us to dive into and, and learn from. Yeah. Um, so that was one. The other highlight I won, I can't not shout out. We read uh, the book, Say Her Name, Black mm-hmm. Women, Stories of Police Violence and Public Silence, which you brought to the table for episode 126. And the only thing I'll say is that I just remember crying so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reading that book. And, and of, of course I did. It's a, it was such a powerful and moving book. And I'm really glad that we got to read it and amplify it here on the podcast. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, m- the books had to be a moment for us because they were such a huge part of our show this year. And I, I'm hoping we can continue to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that we will. I think that's the plan. Yes. Um, all right. So that was your number three. Yes. And that was your so, number four. Yeah. So you should go back to four. Oh. And do your number four. All right. All right. Um, all right. So moment number four for me was how we had two conversations. We released two dedicated episodes about the Stop Cop City movement. And it was important to both of us that we talked about that, amplified what was going on down in Atlanta um, here in the podcast. So those episodes were 101, where we talked about two articles. The one was The Fight to Stop Cop City Has Decades-Old Roots, which was in prison. And then The Forest for the Trees, which was that great piece from The Bitter Southerner, um, which when I kind of pulled that, I was like, oh, we should find more stuff from them because that was Mm -hmm. so, so good. So 
Write that down. Um, <laughs> he's over there. He's over there. Um, what do you call that? Miming, uh, writing things down. And then we had episode 123. That's the click of the pen, folks, um, where we talked about that piece from U.S. Representatives Cory Bush and Rashida Tlaib called yep. Cop City and the Silencing of Dissent. And, you know, it's a moment for me because I'm just really glad that we got to learn more about that movement and what work has been happening to stop um, or attempt to stop this almost $100 million police training facility from being mm -hmm. built in Atlanta. I thought it was just great to learn more about that and certainly about the potential for future racism, future state-sanctioned violence yeah. that would come of it. But it was also important, I thought, that we learned about the environmental, potential environmental impact, negative impact that this facility would have on that area. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the other things I was really moved by was just the movement, the power of movement and organizing work. Those folks down there putting their lives on the line to do this. They've sacrificed so much. And I just remember being really moved by that. So the getting to talk about Stop Cop City, I thought um, was important. Um, mm -hmm. and it was definitely a highlight conversation, conversations for me this year. Yeah, I think that was an important conversation for us to have because I think it's something that felt important for us to learn and know about. Yes. Especially as we see similar facilities like this being proposed across the country yes. and what the, what the resistance to that will look like. So yes. yes, yeah, great. Love it. All right, so that was your number four. Yeah. And so, and we heard your number three was books. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about my number three. Okay. So my number three is James Baldwin. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, I almost brought Mr. Baldwin. Yeah. I, it feels a little disrespectful that I didn't. <laughs> So I'm glad you did. Yeah, um, <laughs> We're team. Mm -hmm. So I just really appreciated learning about and from James Baldwin this year yes. through the documentary we watched mm -hmm. and the book by Eddie Gloud. Yes. I, I think it's remarkable how he wrote and spoke about so many things that are still relevant today. Yes. On the one hand, that's sad. Yeah, um, of course. But on the other hand, it just shows how much wisdom he had. Uh, I think he saw things very clearly in the biggest structural sense possible and saw how it impacted people individually. He saw how the systems trained us to treat one another right. on an individual basis, particularly along racial lines. He saw white supremacy for what it was, a scam. And he saw lots of white people as folks who didn't want to give up the scam. Yes. And others who didn't know they were also being scammed. Right. And it. he saw the nuance in all of that, which just, I think, is astute. Yes. And perfect uh, in so many ways. And he understood how power worked and where it flowed from and where it flows through and how it flows through. Uh, and not a lot has changed here mm -hmm. in terms of these big structural pieces. So, yeah, I, James Baldwin. And, and, you know, let me go ahead and say that we'll read one of his books on the show next year. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So absolutely. I know that was part of our homework. Um, mm -hmm. so we both brought that as homework. Um, yeah, those, uh, that documentary, that book, uh, they were both incredible. Um, yeah, there's so much to learn from Mr. Baldwin. Mm -hmm. Um, and so let's continue that. I'm glad that you brought that as uh, a moment for you for this year. All right. So that means I'm on number two, right? My, yes. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, my number two moment is the fact that we talked about a few pieces from the brand new publication, 
mm-hmm. Hammer and Hope. Oh, yes. Yes. Hammer and Hope was co-founded by Jen Parker and Kianga Yamada-Taylor, um, and they released two editions this year, and we were all over it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think we were both so excited. I can't remember which of us found it, but it was like whenever they released something, we're on it. Um, I think we were really intrigued by their mission, their work. Mm-hmm. I went to their website because I wanted to pull what their mission was. And so they say, quote, our aim is to build a project whose politics and aesthetics reflect the electric spirit of the protesters who flooded the streets in 2020, a project that breathes life into the transformative ideas pointing us towards the world we deserve. Mm-hmm. Right? So to me, there's mm-hmm. no doubt that they're accomplishing that goal. Yeah. Um we read three pieces from Hammer and Hope this year. The first was for episode 98, where we read the piece after the uprising, What is to be Done? Uh, the second was for episode 120, where we read Our Green Transition May Leave Black People Behind. Mm-hmm. And our third was episode 125, where we read The Supreme Court Shouldn't Get the Last Word. And for me, I think those three pieces alone shared just just some incredibly profound wisdom um, they, they showcase sort of the intersections of various kinds of oppression and their impact on all of our lives mm-hmm. and on our country and its future and put forward tangible ideas and actions for how we can continue to fight for social justice and, and collective liberation. So um, I, I just think that the work of Hammer and Hope is so needed. <laughs> it's so necessary. And so it was an honor, I think, for me for us to get to talk about their work on this show. And Mm. um, I'm looking forward to continuing to reference them uh, next year. Yes, they were so good, right? A real highlight for me too this year. And just because the quality of their articles is so great. I mean, you know, this isn't, uh, this doesn't matter as much, but the aesthetic is very appealing to me. Beautiful. But they're not the only new publication we found this year either, right? right? So we found The Forge organizing. This is the first year we did Almost brought The Forge, but I thought, you might. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't but I'm glad either. you brought it up. Uh, yeah. And uh, Inquest was yes. the first. We read something from Inquest, and I think there's a couple others. But I think there are. yeah, it was great to find new places for articles and in depth analysis of things. Bitter yes. Southerner was Bitter. a new yes. one for us. Yep. So it was nice to find these new homes of, of analysis that we can then lean on as Absolutely. we continue this podcast. Yeah. Written by such and created by such incredible people. Yeah. 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 All right. So that was your number two, right? Yes. So I'm on my number two. Yes, sir. Now. So my number two was let this radicalize you. I know I said books overall was my was one of my themes, but yes. I had to bring a specific book as well. And I might have another uh, a few honorable mentions. Okay. Mention later. Um, so Let This Radicalize You was one of my favorite books I read this year because it was so focused on the practical translation of theory yep. into action. And I think I learned so much while reading this book about how we how people can organize together and reorient ourselves to cooperation versus competition, how we can cultivate hope, move beyond despair, which is a, I referenced that in the title of the episode that we we put out. Yep. So one of the things that stuck with me from this book, I actually shared during our episode about the book, but here it is again, quote, what becomes increasingly possible in spaces where people experience belonging, imagine new ways of living and practice those kinder, more just beliefs in relation to each other is the cultivation of hope. Because if we can experience other people as co-strugglers, not as competitors or fearful enemies, we can experience moments of justice, peace, and liberation. 
and in doing so realize that these concepts are not fantasies, but realities that can be constructed. And I think that encapsulates so much about, I think, the ethos of that book. Yes. And how much bringing people together, even in the small scale, changes so much on the large scale and what our relationship is and what our values are and what it is that we believe is possible. And so, yeah, the, let this radicalize you. One of my one of my top moments. Shout out to year. Kelly Hayes and Miriam Kaba. Yes. I mean, I think I feel like Kelly Hayes interacted with us on social media when we posted mm-hmm. this. We got to actually hear from Miriam Kaba in person this year. We did, um, yeah. which was just incredible. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. I literally left. <laughs> my dad has been uh, sick this year, and I left him in a hospital to come down to listen to Miriam Kaba talk because it was so important to be in a space with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was an incredible book. Yep. It was hard when I talked about books earlier not to pick that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the the power of that book is responding to the crazy world we had lived in post-Trump mm-hmm. and everything that we had experienced. And so, um, ah, yeah, such an incredible, it makes me want to so read good. it again. I'm so mm-hmm. glad you just brought that up. I, yeah. I'm going to revisit it. Very good. All right. So that's your number two. That's my number two. So we're moving on to number one. We got flipped around with the because we yes. both brought books. Uh, so uh, take it away. Because I just, short because you yeah. have honorable mentions. Do you want to? I do have honorable. Men- do you want me to start with honorable mentions sure. and then we'll get into our number yeah. ones? Okay. So my honorable mentions. I'll mention these briefly and honorably. Uh, so <laughs> abolition was one of them. Is a theme of mine from last year. So I don't want to bring it again. Yes. Uh, but that. we continued that conversation and diving into that umbrella of of concepts yes with more breadth and more depth and we talked about it for about 21 episodes with a variety of kinds of abolition so i included in that stuff like um when we read the debt collectives book that was an element of abolition is in there so it's a it's a wide variety of kinds of things that we talked about with abolition but 21 episodes is about half of what we talked about this year (laughs) Because uh, this is episode 43 for the, the year. year. Okay. Um, and Brilliant. so with, with things where we brought them to the table, that's 42. 21 is half of 42. Exactly. So that I'm, was half That uh, was half of our podcast. About. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I'm looking at you because, um, I don't know, to me, that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I think mm-hmm. we have never shied away from. It's something we both no so deeply believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've grown into it too. Yes. Like it's something that we've grown into um, comfort of talking about it yes. and getting, I don't know, uh, getting comfortable being uncomfortable with how much it would change and uproot things for us. change things, absolutely. Yeah. But I think what helps is that we've brought some incredible things to the table as you talk about mm-hmm. books and the, the breadth and depth that books allow. And, you know, it's given us um, room to, do this learning work we talk about uh, yeah. and be more comfortable talking about it. So brilliant honorable mention. <laughs> um, thank you. So next one is Freedom Dreams. Uh, this was another yes. another book. This one by Robin D.G. Kelly, who has popped up several times yes. on, the, on the podcast. We've referenced uh, Dr. Kelly here and there. But it gave us a deep dive into the Black radical tradition and how we can use that to continue to seek a future grounded in liberation for all. Yes. So quick hit on that honorable mention. Great book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We had some 
I think cool new stuff we did on social media this year. Ah, yeah. Uh, growing a little bit on TikTok and, yes. and being a little bit more active with video things again. Yes. And some of that just came from me having a little bit more time to think about and work on those things yes. and, and finding more time to do that. Despite a few big droughts yeah. that we had when I got back to work. So, so good. Uh, after some leave. So yeah, that and then more episodes than last year. I think that's something to celebrate. Oh. Um, that's right. You know, I don't, we don't need to celebrate like perfect attendance. That's not something that we need to nope. celebrate all the time. But I think, you know, having, this will be 43. We yep. did 41 last year. Nice. So, uh, we were, we, we were on top of it and we were bringing stuff consistently. We're still not at 50, which was the first year, but that yeah. feels like we're never going to get there we again. Might. That was Never that say was never, but it was, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> we were, we were bright eyed and bushy tailed and like, <laughs> let's go for it. So yes. those were my honorable mentions that I thought of. I'm sure there's other things, but I wanted to mention those briefly. Here I too. love it. I yeah. love it. All right. Well, so does that mean I'm now going with number one? Is that yes. right? Yeah, I, I that. You know, I, I should say that when I was trying to think about my number one, I, I too thought about like this idea of honorable mentions. And what happened for me was I think my honorable mention, and I picked one kind of thing is connected to my number one. It leans, it, it's directly connected to that mm -hmm. part of it. So the honorable mention is this idea that we got to engage with some really incredible and helpful resources and discussion yep. guides and toolkits this year. Mm -hmm. So you talked about Freedom Papers yep. from Dream Defenders. We also talked about SNCC's Digital Legacy Project uh, mm -hmm. back in episode 122, which I still feel like I need to go back and poke around in because it was incredible. We also interacted with a handful of incredible resources from Interrupting Criminalization this year. Yes, we right. Did. In fact, our two most recent episodes were about their abolition and the state discussion guide and zine. I'm pretty sure in that conversation about the zine, I was like, I, I love these resources so much. Mm -hmm. And particularly the conversations that we got to have about them. So the the idea that we got to engage with these discussion guides, toolkits, resources is an honorable mention for me. And they connect to my number one moment of the year, drumroll please, which and I, maybe, did you say this at the top? We got to, I'm really proud of the variety of media yeah. that we brought yeah. to the table this year. Like I, we have this great spreadsheet that we track our episodes on. And when I, I started this exercise of thinking about what I wanted to bring to the table by looking at all of, what did you say? 42, 44 episodes this year. Um, and I was like, we've brought so many unique and a variety of just media to the table, right? So we talked about the 10 books, we had documentaries, we had articles, we had think pieces, um, all those resources. And I just thought it was, it makes it made this year a really well-rounded mm -hmm. year for us on the podcast. If you look at the totality of everything that we discussed here on the show and the first feeling I had was pride. Like I'm really mm -hmm. proud mm -hmm. of, of that. Um, so cheers to us. So that's my number one. Nice. I like <laughs> it. Yeah. I think... I think that's been a theme. I think that was a theme I wrote down my first. Like, I went back and looked at what I wrote down the last two ah. uh, ep versions of these episodes. Yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> uh, and I think I wrote down a variety of media that first year because ah. we had done, and I think that's something that we'll continue to do. We, yes. We've continued to do. Yes. But I think it's something to be proud of every year because yes. it, we, we find cool things that aren't necessarily mainstream all the time. Right. And we, we dive into those and, and figure out what it is we want to learn from them and how they can help us unlearn other things that we're bringing with us from our 
education and socialization, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, what makes me happy about that is that if you talked about that in our first year, again, we were bright eyed and bushy tailed mm. <laughs> and maybe that implies we're not so bright eyed and bushy tailed now, but it, it means we've stayed committed to that yeah. um, in a way unspoken. We, we don't really speak about that, but we've continued to do that. So yeah. yeah. Kudos to us. Cool. All right. Number one for you. Number one for me. I, I took a, I took a turn into the personal world okay. for number one. All right. Um, so I wrote down May Baby Break as yes. the title okay. for my little paragraph here. I'm just grateful that we took some time off in May as my family adjusted to becoming a family of four. When our new baby Dylan came home, he's happy and healthy and, yes. and great and a handful. Uh, and it's been a challenge at times to keep up with everything we've got going on now at home with two kids and, and keeping up with this and work, paid work, yeah, uh, and all the other things that life throws at you. So I'm grateful we took some time off as I could focus a little more at home. And, you know, really the highlight here is Dylan himself yes, and absolutely. Um, because he's an incredible little, little baby. And I'm also grateful to my daughter Molly and partner Laura for putting up with my shenanigans and um, <laughs> podcast recording schedule because you know it's a lot of work to get to the point where we can sit here in front of the microphones, but it's also work for them, particularly Laura, for giving me time to be able to sit here in front of the microphones and then afterwards the work that it takes me to you know, quietly sit and edit things and put stuff together and upload that, all the, all that stuff. So, Absolutely. um, you know, I'm grateful for the break we took. I'm grateful for my family for supporting me as I continue to do this really cool, fun thing I get to do here with you. So, ah, yeah. I love that. That's sweet. Well done. Thank you. Very yeah. good. Well, look at that. What yeah. a year. What a year. Year three. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's amazing. Year three in 2023. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we should close this thing out, right? We should. Yeah. So we, with that, we want to thank you for joining us today for listening to Interdependent Study. I believe, Damon, you've got something prepped for the next time we come together in 2024. I do. Which will be the beginning of year four. <laughs> That's just going to line up. It is. Right? Yeah. Every year. Five ever. We got to keep going. Oh, my gosh. The jokes have been too much. Yeah. Um, all right. So for our first episode in 2024, um, I am bringing, uh, we're going to start the year with a documentary. Awesome. Um, it's called South to Black Power. It's on HBO. It just debuted in 2023. So this current year. And so it's brand new. Mm -hmm. We actually, ironically, I found out about it and I wrote it down. I was like, this is something I want to bring. And we were hanging out, I don't know, last week and scrolling through what should we watch. And boom, it was there. And you yeah. pulled up the trailer and we watched it and it looks incredible. Yeah. So I pulled the description from HBO's website. Here it is. In the documentary, South to Black Power, Charles M. Blow, New York Times columnist and bestselling author of The Devil You Know, A Black Power Manifesto, sets off across the country on a personal journey. Along the way, he meets with politicians, historians, community activists, colleagues, friends, and family members to test his theory on Black liberation, which involves a daring strategy for Black Americans to move to Southern states to control legislatures and gain greater political power. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm excited about it because it's this idea of what would happen <laughs> if Black people got up and moved, <laughs> right? And yeah. um, and create their own sort of locus of power, like this, their own, yeah, political power and what that might do radically um, mm -hmm. for for this country and for black people. So it looks it looks really cool. So I'm excited for us to watch it and 
talk about it in our first episode of 2024. Yes. Yeah, it does look great. And it reminds me of some other kind of um, ideas floating around there, around out there just for, I guess, progressive people to not give up on so-called red states or rural areas or the South and to like do something similar to this and go in and what are the ways that you can um, collectively use your power in that, in those spaces to make them uh, a a place that's more hospitable for everybody Mm -hmm. and less overtly oppressive for everybody. And so, yeah, I love, I love that it ties into that broader idea too and excited to look, look at it through this particular lens. Yes. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, that's it for this week for real this time. (laughs) So with that, as always, you know what I want you to do, but in case you forgot, please follow, leave a rating and review, share a podcast with the people in your life, follow us on social media, check us out on YouTube, sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we got going on behind the scenes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, for listening all year. And of course, we wish everyone a happy holiday season and happy new year as well. And we're so excited to see you next year in 2024. And remember, it's not about us but it is about us. And we'll talk to you next year. Bye.